the I didn't realize you liked me that way deal. Because it's one thing to receive McDonald's, but an entirely other thing to know that they woke up early to face the world and bring you McDonald's breakfast still hot in the bag. Appreciate you. There's a deal for every morning. Now grab two loaded sausage burritos for only three bucks. Prices and participation may vary. Single item at regular price. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. The Living Collection of Freedom Fundamentalists. Mojo Five O. Hello and welcome to the Pat Oni Show right here on Mojo Five O. I'm your host, Pat Oni. And man, has it been a long week. Not, not just for me personally. It just seems like it has been a long week. That this week just, just took its sweet time to get to the weekend. I mean, because, you know, Saturday is my favorite day. And this is my favorite thing to do. I look forward to doing this all week long. But I got to tell you, this is probably the most difficult show that I've had to put together yet. And I don't mean difficult in terms of being able to do the show. I mean difficult in terms of preparation. And, you know, I don't just come in here and I just don't sit behind the mic and I just don't talk for an hour. You know, that's actually very, very hard to do off the cuff, you know. As a, as a show host, you know, I, I do sit down throughout the week. I, I look at different stories. I save those stories for later. Um, you know, when, I, when I'm doing my show prep, I will open up all the stories that I've saved for that week. And I will uh, start taking notes, you know, start looking at the things that were most relevant this week. And uh, I will take notes on those things um, just to kind of get my head in order. You know, I don't necessarily use those notes throughout the show per se, um, but it's just it's just to kind of keep things in my head organized, and so that I can come in here and I can be prepared to talk about what what was going on throughout the week, and you know, being you know conservative libertarian, you know, we we do talk a lot of politics, and I'm going to be talking a lot of politics today. Oh boy, and you know, I know, I know that everybody's already covered the Democratic debates to the nth degree. I know. And unfortunately, I'm covering them again today. And I I didn't actually watch the debates. I I don't know how many of you watched the the debates. Hopefully none of you, because you're all very smart jackholes and jillholes and uh, just don't uh, you don't you don't get into you don't get into the muddy waters with the Democrats these days. But uh, you know, I, I was watching all these clips, and it was painful, absolutely painful to watch these group of potential candidates. Well, they all are candidates, but. That are that are pursuing the presidency, for, you know, the Democratic nomination. It was absolutely painful to watch. I mean, it made my stomach ache. 
I mean, it's just, it is just absolutely the level of crazy is, is indescribable, but I want you all to know that I did this so that you won't have to. And I know the guys, the other guys at Mojo Fiber that stayed up on uh, Wednesday and Thursday night watching these debates and covering them did it so that you won't have to. Now, being that I am a bit of a political guy and I, I got my degree in political science, I I just I, I feel very compelled to talk about these debates. I, I also serve some time in uh, campaign politics as well, so this is this is something that I I get very into and I pay a lot of attention to, and I I do find them interesting, even though they were so incredibly incredibly painful. But first, before I get into the debates. I need to tell you about Love My Tummy. And I do love my tummy. So much so that after tonight, I don't want to watch the Democratic debates ever again just to spare my tummy some pain. Because it's nauseating. But if you go to lovemytummy.com slash mojo, you can get you some Entron Teal. And it is absolutely awesome, especially if you have issues with your stomach, like especially if you have issues with bloating, um, you don't feel very good after you eat, uh, you know, you just just have stomach issues, right? You know, you want, you want all that bacteria to be where it's supposed to be in your intestines. You want to get all that methane out, make you feel a little bit better. Go to lovemytummy.com slash mojo. Use that promo code mojo. And uh, you'll get $99 for your three-month supply. That is lovemytummy.com slash mojo. I promise you, it works. Uh, and I, I am in desperate need of some. And I'm, I'm going to guess many of you are going to be needing some by the end of the show today. So, to get into the debates, unfortunately, um, first I actually need to read you a quote. And I want you to keep this quote in mind as I get in and start dissecting this whole thing. And the quote says, A right is something the government can't do to you, not something it must provide for you. Thinking that something is a good idea doesn't make it right. I'm going to read it one more time. A right is something the government can't do to you, not something it must provide for you. Thinking that something is a good idea doesn't make it right. And the person that said that was none other than Senator Mike Lee, my senator. He is awesome. I mean, I'm a little biased because I did serve on his campaign for a minute right before I got into radio. I, I was there very briefly in his uh, 2016 campaign um, right at the very beginning. But uh, I got into radio pretty quickly uh, after starting to work on his campaign. So I consequently left. But um, he is, you know, a fantastic senator. And I thought given the message of these debates, that that quote couldn't have been more timely. Now, 
as far as the, the debates go, I mean, we had two nights of debates, you know, so many candidates on each stage. Uh, Thursday night, in my opinion, was the prime time debate. Uh, the w- Wednesday night one was the uh, little kids table, if you will. Um, you know, it both of them sucked. Don't get me wrong. Um, but I had a few key takeaways from this. I mean, first of all, uh, you know, you, you had uh, uh, Bernie Sanders and Joe Biden on the main stage Thursday night, right? And they both looked like they had just woken up from a nap. Now, Joe at least had the decency to, you know, put on some fresh clothes, a fresh suit, uh, brush his hair, maybe brush his teeth, uh, get a cup of coffee, you know, the works. Bernie Sanders, on the other hand, looks like he woke up and was late to the debate and just threw on some clothes really quick. Uh, didn't even bother to brush his hair, but, you know, that's eh, Bernie for you. Um, Kamala Harris uh, had a really good showing. Um, there was actually a couple of people I thought were very surprising in the debates, um, one being uh, Tulsi Gabbard, um, another one being uh, John Delaney. Um, I actually quite like some of the things that John Delaney said. Um, not that I would ever vote for him or anything like that, but he he actually uh, spoke some sense, and, I, and so did Tulsi Gabbard for that matter. And that's I'm going to get to that in a, in a, in a few minutes. Um, but then, you know, you had, you had Francis and Spartacus and Focahontas. Now, I don't know if any of you have seen the meme or anything at all, but there's, there's a picture running around and it's, it's really, really funny. In fact, I, I, I got to figure out, uh, if I can find it again, I'm going to share it and uh, tweet it out because it is damn funny. Uh, it is Cory Booker, Elizabeth Warren and Francis. O'Rourke all standing together, and and uh, you got you got uh, Cory Booker uh, wearing the, uh, the the Trojan helmet, you know, to, to look like Spartacus. You have Elizabeth Warren wearing an Indian headdress, and then you have Francis O'Rourke wearing a sombrero. It is damn funny. Um, I've, if I can find it again, I'm gonna I'm gonna share it because it is just really really funny. Um, and and then to get into to kind of start off. Um, this debate, I, I've got a lot of clips here. Um, it, it's just, uh, it, it starts off painful. And anyway, um, let me just start playing a little bit here. Uh, let's roll clip one. And we'll start this evening with Senator Elizabeth Warren. Senator, good evening to you. Thank you. It's you have. Okay, just really, really quick. She says thank you. She kind of bows her head a little bit, and she's got this like big old smile on her face. You know, I've always kind of taken you know like Doc's word for it or Brad's word for it, but Elizabeth Warren has the crazy eyes. She legitimately has the crazy eyes, and uh, so she just she just says thank you, and and uh, she's smiling. I, it's, to me, like like I'm watching her on video right now, and I can't help but think of Hillary Clinton in 2016. To me, Elizabeth Warren is like a little mini-me Hillary Clinton without really all the scandals aside from just being really, really fake on her college application and so on and so forth. But she's not the... Oh, 
what's the word for it? She, she's not, she doesn't have all the baggage, I think, that the Clintons have. But she might as well be a mini-me Hillary Clinton, in my opinion. Anyway, continue. Many plans, free college, free childcare, government health care, cancellation of student debt, new taxes, new regulations, the breakup of major corporations. Mm-hmm. Holy crap. Holy crap. She wants all of those, all of those things. Mike, but here's my question. I, you know, Pat, Pat O'Neill right, right here with uh, Mojo Five O. I have a question for uh, Senator uh, Elizabeth Pocahontas Warren. Um, where's the money coming from to pay for all of this stuff, to make college free, to make health care free? Where is the money coming from? Uh, I bet you she doesn't really answer that. But anyway, continue. But this comes at a time when 71% of Americans say the economy is doing well, including 60% of Democrats. What do you say to those who worry this kind of significant change could be risky to the economy? So I think of it this way. Who is this economy really working for? It's doing great for a thinner and thinner slice at the top. When you've got a government, when you've got an economy that does great for those with money and isn't doing great for everyone else, that is corruption, pure and simple. We need to call it out. We need to attack it head on. And we need to make structural change in our government, in our economy, and in our country. Okay, so just to stop right there for just a second. she She's talking about, you know, the question is, you know, a lot of people are, are feeling pretty good about the economy right now. Why is she wanting to make all these changes? Well... Even Democrats feel that the economy is doing well, at least most of them. But then she's like, well, who's it really benefiting? Well, most people. Now, here's the thing. If the economy is not benefiting someone, you know, I, I, I would like to look at that at a personal level. Um, if you don't have a job right now, it's typically because you don't want one. Uh, that's how good the economy is. Uh, what she's saying is, though, um, the economy's working. Let's break it. That's basically what she just said. It's working. Let's break it. You know, you know the phrase of uh, "if it ain't broke, don't fix it." Yeah, well, uh, she it's been it's been fixed, at least kind of sort. I mean, there's there's still a lot of improvements that we can make. I mean, we can stop the ridiculous spending, right? But no, no, no. Uh, she she wants to break it. Again, and put us back to where we were, uh, you know, pretty much through most of Obama's presidency. Anyway, a little more. Oh, yeah, they're, they're, they're going to applaud here. Well, first, the economy. Uh, we know that not everyone is sharing in this prosperity. And Donald Trump just sits in the White House and gloats about what's going on when you have so many people that are having trouble affording college and having trouble affording their premiums. So I do get concerned about paying for college for rich kids. I do. But I think my plan uh, is a good one. And my plan would be to, first of all, make community college free um, and make sure that everyone else besides uh, that top percentile gets help with their education. How much? Okay, first of all, why, why is everyone like, we need to make college free? Why? Why is that? You know, my wife and I both went to college. My college has been paid for. Like, everything's paid off. I'm good to go. My wife is still paying off some of her student loans. 
um, we're actually very, very close to having all of those paid off. Now, when you go to college, you should be an adult enough to understand the costs and the risks of going to college. Yes, I understand it's very expensive, but here's what I also believe. Don't go to college if you can't afford it. Go to a trade school. Go learn Go learn some other skills that are a little bit more economical, that will get you into a job that, you know, gets you a decent wage that you can quickly pay off, you know, the, the, the debts that you may have required taking some of those trade classes. But stop going to college to get your stupid philosophy degree. It's not going to get you anywhere. If you're going to go to college, you know, and I, and I agree, go go study something that A, makes you happy, and B, that can also land you a pretty decent job when you graduate. Uh, your philosophy majors, uh, you, you know, that, that, you know, what does that really do for you on, you know, with a four-year degree? I mean, I guess if you're going to continue on to school and maybe become a professor in philosophy or something like that, but you have to continue on with your education, which typically means acquiring more debt and more schooling, and it just takes a while. Um, but if you're going to go to college, my point is this, go with a purpose. Don't go because society says that's the norm. We've gotten too much into that norm, and here we are with a ton of people that have a lot of student debt. Um, take some responsibility, pay off your debts, and move on with your life. Don't expect me or mommy or daddy or Uncle Sam to do it for you. And better yet, if you want your college to be paid for, you know, I hear joining the military is actually a great idea for that because they, it helps you out a lot. Anyway, a little more because uh, Francis O'Rourke is coming up. Let's play a little of his clip here. How much fundamental change to the economy is desirable and how much is actually doable? In that vein, some Democrats want a marginal individual tax rate of 70% on the very highest earners, those making more than $10 million a year. Would you support that? And if not, what would your top individual rate be? This economy has got to work for everyone. And right now we know that it isn't. And it's going to take all of us coming together to make sure that it does. Necesitamos incluir cada persona en el éxito de esta economía. Pero si queremos hacer eso, necesitamos incluir cada persona en nuestra democracia. Uh, cada, votar, ca cada votante necesitamos la representación y cada voz necesitamos escuchar. Right now we have a system. Okay, I don't speak a lick of Spanish. I mean, no hable español. Um, I know what he's doing here, and, and it's a political ploy to appeal to the Hispanic crowd. I, I, I get what he's doing. However, your ability to speak Spanish, or to speak any language for that matter, um, does not make you qualify to be the president of the United States. And, it, and it's funny, because if you watch you know, Elizabeth Warren and Cory Booker just kind of stared at him, and Cory Booker kind of looks at him in jealousy, like, "Damn it, dude! You took my, you took my thing. I was gonna bust out in some Spanish." 
But anyway, it, it was just it, <laughs> just a head scratcher of why he had to break out in the Spanish. Um, it, it really doesn't matter. I don't think it qualifies him in the slightest uh, to be the next president. I mean, I went to college. You know, I had I had a lot of roommates that served uh, LDS missions and stuff, and um, four of my roommates at one point all had served their missions in various parts of Mexico. All of them spoke very fluent Spanish, and uh, you know they would you know make fun of me in Spanish all the time, and they would do it very openly. But you know that's a that's another story for another day. But that doesn't make them qualified to be presidents either. Anyway, uh, moving on. Uh, and speaking of Elizabeth Warren, you know, like I said, she the lady's crazy. And I'm sure many of you saw earlier this week that, that she came out and said that uh, we all owe reparations to the LGBT community, which is absolutely asinine. Um, I don't owe them a damn thing. I don't. Nobody owes them a damn thing. Um, the world doesn't owe me a damn thing. And here she is saying that we need to be giving reparations to this community because, well, we we didn't let them get married and have all the tax deductions that, that, that married people have. And, you know, this is, of course, coming in the wake of, you know, whether or not Americans should pay reparations in slavery. Here, here's the thing, really quick on the whole reparations thing. Um, if, if we're going to go down this road, and I actually tweeted this at Elizabeth Warren, if we're going to go down this road and we're going to pay reparations, shouldn't we be paying reparations to, I don't know, the veterans first? I mean, they're the ones that have made sacrifices that people like Elizabeth Warren, you, myself, anyone, most people in this country will probably most likely never have to make. And for what? Botched VA health care? I mean, shouldn't we be paying, if we're going to do this, shouldn't we be paying reparations to our brave men and women first? Shouldn't they be the first group of people? Because... This is absolute bullcrap. And all this is, whether she believes it or not, truly, all this is is her politically pandering to her base so that she can get votes come November 2020. That's all this is. But it's absolute bullcrap. And it should, not only should we not take it seriously, but we shouldn't be electing someone as president that is singling out a, a very specific group of people because at one point in our history, she feels that they were wronged. Well, you know what? I can honestly say at one point in my history, I'm sure I've been wrong too, but I'm not demanding anything from anybody. Nor should anyone be demanding Anything. I don't owe the world a damn thing. The world doesn't owe me a damn thing. Neither does anyone else. (coughs) 
Um, and, you know, with these debates, you know, it is imperative that <clears throat> we get over to Patriot Mobile. Patriot Mobile uh, wants to make sure that our money that we give them is going to things that we believe in, like pro-life, the Second Amendment, securing our borders, which I'm going to get to here in the bottom of the hour. Um, because that, that was a big thing that these, these guys talked about in these debates. But Patriot Mobile believes that we should have a secure border, that uh, they, stay, they stand for pro-life, they stand for traditional family values, freedom of speech. Uh, you'll want to get over to Patriot Mobile and join today. Uh, get over there. Uh, go to PatriotMobile.com slash Mojo50. Um, sign up. It is worth your time. Um, you don't you don't want to miss out on that opportunity because the chances are the cell phone company that you're with now is uh, giving money to to uh, uh, things that you don't believe in. That's most likely what's happening. They're giving money to you. They're giving your money, your hard earned money, um, <clears throat> to uh, like things like Planned Parenthood and people that support open borders anyway you're listening to the patterning show right here on mojo 50 we will be right back right after this having an extra supply of food on hand is just smart some people call it prepping I call it smart. You never know what's going to happen in this world. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com. You'll find out a lot of good reasons to have that food and some great prices. MyPatriotSupply.com. Now you can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800-452-1075. 800-452-1075. That's 800-452-1075. Why have thousands of aspiring authors teamed up with Christian Faith Publishing to publish their book? Because Christian Faith Publishing is an author-friendly publisher who understands that your labor is more than just a book. We provide authors freedom and flexibility throughout the publishing process, professional book editing, award-winning design, and some of the highest royalty structures in the publishing industry. And as always, you will retain 100% of the rights to your book. I was looking to find a company that I could trust, one that assisted in the editing process completely. The most important qualities that I was looking for was a publisher who was honest and upfront. No hidden costs or fees and owning the rights to my own work. Christian Faith Publishing will publish, market, and sell your books in all major bookstores, online booksellers, as well as specialty Christian bookstores. Call for your free author submission kit. 800-978-4812. That's 800-978-4812. You get great service and you do some good in the world with Patriot Mobile. Sign up for a Patriot Mobile account today. Start saving money, get great coverage, and do a little bit of good because they support companies, organizations, and candidates that you like. It's PatriotMobile.com slash doc. PatriotMobile.com slash doc. Welcome 
Welcome back to the Pat Oni Show, right here on Mojo Five O. I'm your host, Pat Oni. You can find me over on social media on the Twitter at the Pat Oni Show. You can also find me on Instagram at the Pat Oni Show, and you can also find me over on Facebook, and you can find me over on the MeWe. Um, and I also hope you're checking all the other shows here on Mojo Five O as well. I mean, we we always have a great lineup. Uh, the Bells Bells of Liberty are on right before me, and then uh, Adrian Slade is on right after me. Both are great shows. Then of course you've got uh, the Hollownet with uh, Bill or Matt Holloway, um, and his show is also really really good. He he really gets into a lot of deep dives, and uh, he is just an, an absolutely brilliant brilliant man um and of course you know you've got all your normal shows during the week at the conservative cartel and the daily mojo and um you've got uh um uncommon sense with bill and jen and all sorts of sh- all sorts of great shows I, and i encourage you all to check them out you know uh, jeremy hansen rance Vizzo, uh you know sam sorbo i just it's just fantastic make sure you check it out and you know it is summertime and I don't know. I, I I don't mean to like complain about the weather because I, I don't know if that's just been my, my my thing. But I complained like what a month ago about it being really cold here and still raining and it just sucking and it was almost like it was fifth winter all over again. It just uh, anyway. Now we kind of like, in my opinion, skip spring and we're in summer and it's almost a little too hot outside. Like and I, I think that's part of the reason why this week just was kind of long is that it was just kind of hot outside. Um, I, it has been hotter here before. We've had hotter summers than this, and so far it's been pretty mild here in Utah. But uh, it, it is just—I just don't like being hot. I don't like—I especially hate being cold. But I don't like being hot either. I just—I just, for all that is good and holy in this world, want to be comfortable. Dang it! Is that so much to ask? Well, anyway, if you're outside and you're enjoying the summer, taking the kids to baseball, softball, little league, t-ball, um, maybe you're tailgating a baseball game, or you're going camping with the family, or you're just hanging out outdoors, you want to have a cat cooler. You need a cat cooler. It keeps all your food and drinks cold. Guaranteed to last up to seven days. I was actually just at a uh, barbecue the other night for a work party and stuff, and they they had this big old cooler there. It wasn't a cat cooler, but they had this big cooler there, and they had it uh, packed full of drinks. They must have used like I don't know, like five, ten bags of ice or something, because it was a big cooler. It does not hold a candle to a cat cooler. So make sure you get a cat cooler today. Make sure you use my name in the promo code Pat, um, so that, that way you get you, you can get your discount. Um, but make sure you go to cat coolers because you, you're going to need it. You're going to want to keep them drinks cold. Got to keep those drinks cold, especially in the heat. Um, anyway, uh, back to the debate. And I actually want to start off with a clip from Tulsi Gabbard, and. Don't get me wrong. I, I do not support Tulsi Gabbard. I don't support any of the Democrats. I don't. Um, but I do like giving some credit where credit is due. And I, I think that this was at least a little glimmer of light um, coming from the Democratic debates. Um, th- there was a moment of some sanity, at least on a very particular issue, and that being foreign policy. Um, I actually appreciated what she had to say. 
I didn't agree with everything that she said, but I did appreciate this. We are no better off in Afghanistan today than we were when this war began. This is why it's so important to have a president and commander in chief who knows the cost of war and who's ready to do the job on day one. I am ready to do that job when I walk into the Oval Office. Thank you very much. And she's absolutely right. Um, We were no better off today than when we first entered Afghanistan. I mean, aside from the fact that we actually got our man, we, we got bin Laden. My question has been, why are we still in Afghanistan? Is there truly a reason for us to be in Afghanistan? I, I personally don't think so. But uh, Tim Ryan, um, I think he's a former representative from Ohio. He's from Ohio um, and from my from my home state. And he, he's going to give her a bit of a rebuttal here. Kind of sounds oddly familiar. But anyway, um, let's continue. We have got to have some present there. As, the as, the as Taliban was there long before we came in. They'll yeah, be and they there were, long yeah, before we exactly. leave. Well, we cannot were, keep U.S. troops deployed to Afghanistan thinking that we're going to somehow squash this Taliban I that has say, been there that every other country squash that's them. I didn't say squash them. When we weren't in there, they started flying planes into our buildings. So I'm just saying right now, the we Taliban have an didn't obli- attack us on the, 9-11. Al-Qaeda did. Well, I understand. Al-Qaeda attacked us on 9-11. I understand. That's why I and so many other people joined the military to go after Al-Qaeda, not the Taliban. The Taliban. Okay. To Congressman Ryan's point here, um, he, you know, Al-Qaeda did fly a couple of planes into our buildings on 9-11. However, we, we went in, we got our man, we still haven't got out. We did the right thing at the time. But we've also have overstayed. We've not let go of the fact that Al-Qaeda did what they did, and um, we're still there. We're still fighting terrorism. The funny thing about terrorism is that there will always be terrorism on some level. Uh, As long as evil exists, there will be terrorism on some level. Um, is it our job to go into every country in this world, especially in the Middle East, where it is the most prevalent? Is it our job to take care of it? My personal answer is no, uh, because we have our own people to take care of, just like Afghanistan has its own people to take care of. How they run their government is their business. It is none of mine. Do I agree with with having radical groups like the Taliban and Al Qaeda and running running a country's government? Absolutely not. I don't support terrorism. Um, I don't support that kind of evil. But I do support us supporting our own people first, putting our people first. And we haven't been doing that, at least in regards to Afghanistan. We don't need to be there anymore. We just keep putting our own troops at risk. And for what? We got our guy. Why are we still there? And that's the point that Tulsi Gabbard is making. Um, because the Taliban, though that they weren't the ones that that attacked us, they, you know they they did help house uh, Bin Laden and uh, you know, Al Qaeda groups and things like that. Uh, to her point, they were there long before we got there. They will be there long after we leave. They're not going away. Like I said, as long as evil exists, terrorism will always exist. 
Radical groups like the Taliban will always exist. It's like a hydra. You cut one head off and, what, two more grow back in its place? So, to her point, she at least made a, a really good point on on this. Um, I'm not saying I agree with her on everything here. Um, you know, I, I do thank her for her service. She did serve in the military. She's still serving as a major now. Um you know, I, I thank her for her service, and, and I believe, if nothing else, she deserves our respect for the sacrifice and the service that she has done for this country, uh, serving in our military. Um, do I think that she will win the election? The answer is no. I don't think that she is crazy enough for a lot of leftist Democrats. I don't think that she is is passionate enough and i don't think that she has a big enough audience behind her per se that she is going to beat out like someone like a joe biden or even a bernie sanders or a kamala harris i don't think that's going to happen uh she did talk a little bit about iran and that uh, we need to do honor the iran deal this is where i started disagreeing with her um like i said i thank her for her service i appreciated what she had to say about afghanistan um, I agree with her a little bit on, on, on some of the foreign policy points that she's making here, but ultimately her politics still suck. Um, you know, she, she wants to honor the Iran deal. No, we shouldn't be honoring the Iran deal. The reason why we don't want to honor the Iran deal is because of what Iran is intending to use all of that money and resources for. Um, they want the enriched uranium. They want nuclear power. They want to use that nuclear power. And I got into this in my last week's show. You can go back and find it on Spreaker, by the way. Um, and she got so she got into this. And uh, I don't believe Iran for a second wants to go to war with us. I don't believe we want to go to war with Iran. Uh, I think it was uh, Klobuchar who who had said that. Uh, We've never been closer to a nuclear war than this. That's not true, in my opinion. I think the Cold War, we were far closer, um, you know, with Bay of Pigs and all that stuff. We were far closer to a nuclear war then than we are now. Um, Iran is flex trying to flex their muscles. We're just flexing right back. Um, I do not believe Iran wants war with us. I don't think we want war with Iran. Um, Iran, if they want to go with the war with us directly, they will lose. Um, I think their real prize is Israel. But if they want to go after Israel, they're going to continue to disrupt the Middle East. <clears throat> they're going to continue to um, attack our interests in the region. Um, and, you know, they're going to essentially just try to destabilize the region as much as possible. They'll try to bring in, in my, in my at least in my opinion, they'll try to bring in other players like Syria and Jordan and Lebanon um, and maybe even Turkey, if they can, if they can pull it off. But Turkey hates them, um, <clears throat> and uh, they will maybe even try to pull in players like Russia and China. Um, this would start World War III, and that's how they, the U.S. would get involved, and that's how they would try to beat the U.S. They wouldn't try to beat us one on one. Um, they would want to start World War III um, and try to eliminate both us and Israel. That that's my theory. Um, I don't think they want war with us one-on-one. -on -one. This is not something that happens overnight. This is something I think that will take many years. It will depend on who comes into office and the policies that we enact in between now and if that point were to ever to come to pass. 
Um, so there, there's a lot of variables there. Um, so no, I don't believe that we should honor the Iran deal. That's where I started disagreeing with her. Um, let's see. Let's continue on with some more debate clips here. Um, oh, health care. You know, Bernie Sanders and really Elizabeth Warren have been the like ultimate champions of free health care. Um, they want health care for all. They want universal health care, um, which how does that how does that even work? And it was funny to me that in this clip um, that I'm about to play of how many people actually raised their hands when they were asked um, to give if they would give up their their private health care for government run health care. And this was on the first night of debates. Um, so it has Elizabeth Warren and Cory Booker and Francis on the stage. But uh, it, it, this was funny to me. Uh, let's let's play it just just for a quick second here. Who here would abolish their private health insurance in favor of a government-run plan? Just a show of hands, start off with. Only two people raised their hands here. Um, and it... it <laughs> so it was uh, Warren Wilhelm III, or as most people know him as Bill de Blasio, and Elizabeth Warren. Um, funny thing about Elizabeth Warren, I was actually talking to uh, a friend of mine. Um, he actually is a Bernie supporter, and he, he also likes Elizabeth Warren as well. Um, one of the things that we were talking about, because I was, I was asking him if he was still on the, the Bernie train, if you will, and he actually said that he was, and he also liked Elizabeth Warren and stuff too. And here's the thing. If Elizabeth Warren, which it is a real chance, by the way, that Elizabeth Warren gets the nomination. It is a real chance because she is going to be very, very popular, especially among young people. Uh, we saw this in 2016 where, uh, you know, a lot of people circled around Bernie Sanders, because, A, because he wasn't Hillary, and B, I think because of he's offering free stuff. And my generation, younger generations, for whatever reason, don't want to take personal responsibility and paying for their own college or paying for their own health care. I understand healthcare is expensive. However, I still like my private healthcare plan. It's a really good plan. Um, my wife is actually the one that brings in the healthcare, but we like it. We don't want to give it up for some stupid government-run healthcare plan, nor do we feel the need that we should be paying for somebody else's healthcare. Um, the only kind of people that I would ever even consider paying healthcare for would be our veterans. But that's another point for another time. Uh, Bernie Sanders, on the other hand, um, I got to give him a little credit. You know, I think he's nuts. I think that he um, certainly doesn't. It, it, I, he's not going to get the nomination, first of all. I mean, he's he's practically falling over asleep in the debates now. Um, but uh, I want to give him a little bit of credit here because at least – he was very open and honest about where he stands on the health care debate. Here's a little bit of it. Will taxes go up for the middle class in a Sanders administration? And if so, how do you sell that to voters? Well, you're quite right. We have a new vision for America. And at a time when we have three people in this country owning more wealth than the bottom half of America, 
While 500,000 people are sleeping out on the streets today, we think it is time for change, real change. And by that I mean that health care, in my view, is a human right. And we have got to pass a Medicare for all single-payer system. <laughs> Under that system, by the way, vast majority of the people in this country will be paying significantly less for health care than they are right now. I believe that education is the future for this country. And that is why I believe that we must make public colleges and universities tuition free and eliminate student debt. And we do that by placing a tax on Wall Street. Every proposal that I have brought forth is fully paid for. Senator Sanders, I'll give you 10 seconds just to ask the, answer the very direct question. Will you raise taxes for the middle class in the Sanders administration? People who have health care under Medicare for all will have no premiums, no deductibles, no co-payments, no out-of-pocket exp out expenses. Yes, they will pay more in taxes, but less in health care for what they get. Thank you. Okay, so really we're still spending money. Uh, he's not saving anybody any money um, by raising taxes. And he's gonna, you're going you're to have to raise taxes a lot to have something like a health care for all. It just, just flat out. Um, here's, here's why. Let's say person A has cancer and person B just has a broken bone. Do you treat them the same way? The answer is no, um, because you know cancer obviously is more risky. There's a lot more more intense treatments for it, whereas you know you put a cast on, you set the bone, and you know you heal up. Maybe some physical therapy, and that's about it. You know, like I get it, um, but I have healthcare needs. You have healthcare needs. Are they the same? No. Um, and that's what he, what I think he's trying to do with with a universal health care plan is treat everyone's health care as if everyone were the same. The fact of the matter is it's not. Um, the more serious something is, the higher risk it is to treat. Um, the higher risk, the more money it usually involves um, for various reasons. Now, I'm going to say something that, you know, is a little unpopular here, and I, I think it's even a little unpopular with conservatives. Healthcare is not a right. Healthcare has never been a right. Healthcare is a luxury that we afford. Um, I don't believe that someone else in this world is entitled to my money to pay for their healthcare. I believe if they want healthcare, they should have every right to have access to said healthcare and to be able to purchase it for themselves and what their needs are. I believe the way that you solve that is through capitalism and treating it like car insurance, having different agencies out there that are competing with each other that <clears throat> are um, offering different goods and services at competitive rates and competitive prices um, that, that people would need. Um, that's the way I look at it. Is it perfect? By all means, no. There will never be a perfect system. But, as I said again and again and again, um, you no one has the right to my hard-earned money to pay for their own health care. 
You have the right to use your hard-earned money to pay for your own health care, but not mine. And here's the other, here's the other thing. If, if that doesn't satisfy your, your um, thoughts on the health care debate, why should the state force me to have health care? Should it force me to have health care? I don't think so. I think that's a decision that I should be making on my own. And if I decide that I don't want health care, then why should I have to pay in for someone else's? Isn't it my right to decide what is best for me, what my wants and needs are? See, here's, here's the sad fact of life. We are all going to die. As, sure, as surely as we are living and breathing right now, we will all one day die. And no amount of health insurance is going to prevent that. It may delay it for a time as, as we get health care. But we all will surely die one day. Health care or no health care. That's just the way I look at it. I know it's a little pessimistic. I know some people may not agree with me on it. Um, but it's just the fact of life. Uh, moving on, um, Pete Buttigieg, Mayor Pete. And I, I, I hate saying Buttigieg. I hate it. I always thought it was Buttigieg, but it's, it's, it's Buttigieg. And he said something that just, it kind of annoyed me. It didn't anger me, but it, it, it did annoy me. Um, he, he basically called Republicans hypocrites for our religious views. South Bend, Indiana, Mayor Pete Buttigieg. And uh, just to play the clip here for a second, it's, it's just a really quick one. But here's what he said. Maybe. The Republican Party likes to cloak itself in the language of religion. Now, our party doesn't talk about that as much. Largely for a very good reason, which was we are committed to the separation of church and state, and we stand for people of any religion and people of no religion. But we should call out hypocrisy when we see it. And for a party that associates itself with Christianity, to say that it is okay to suggest that God would smile on the division of families at the hands of federal agents, that God would condone putting children in cages, has lost all claim to ever use religious language again. Vice President, I- the Repu- yeah. Um, okay. First of all, we, we talked about this a little bit last week. If you commit a crime, are you not separated from your family? Because that's what's going on on the border. When, when you cross the border illegally, you're committing a crime, you're separated from your family. End of story. Um, I'm not saying that people should be locked up in cages. I'm not saying that, uh, you know, kids should be separated from their families in this case. But... If you look at it from that point of view, are you not separated from your family? And the answer is yes when you commit a crime. Um, do I believe we're handling the border situation right? No, I believe it's a discussion worth having. But I don't like, what What I don't like here is that he is calling Republicans, or conservatives rather, out for being religious hypocrites. Well, Correct me if I'm wrong, but um, 
we're all hypocrites on some level. We're all sinners on some level. This is why I don't like taking religious lectures from politicians because, you know, they're often the most corrupt and the most uh, vile among us. I mean, they are just as much sinners as you and I are. So I don't like taking religious lectures from people like Mayor Pete Buttigieg. I mean, for a guy that's going to be in Playboy magazine, hopefully not as the centerfold, I'm certainly not going to take that from him. The only person I'm ever going to take religious lectures from is God himself and the scriptures. That's it. No one else gets to tell me what to do here. And really quick before we wrap up, I do want to uh, get into Kamala Harris a little bit. Um, I, I don't have a ton of time to really play her clip, so I'm just going to kind of walk through it. I think she is the clear winner of both debates. And the reason why is because she had kind of had some starry moments, if you will, of where she told everyone to stop because everyone was just talking over each other and arguing over each other. And uh, she's basically like, hey, guys, no one wants a food fight. They want to know how we're going to put food on their table. And she got like a huge round of applause for it. She went after Joe Biden, which I kind of expected. I expected a lot of people to go after Biden, being that he is the front runner. But Kamala Harris actually might be the front runner now. Um, And I wouldn't be surprised if she did become the front runner. Her and Bernie would actually probably be good running mates as well. Maybe even her and Elizabeth Warren, or it could be Elizabeth Warren and and Bernie as well. I don't think uh, Joe's going to get the nomination in the end. I think Kamala Harris, Elizabeth Warren are probably more likely at this point. But she's crazy. She has the crazy eyes too. The thing is about Kamala Harris is that she can actually sound like an adult on stage. And still be crazy at the same time. But how she says it really resonates with people. And just a few other key takeaways from the debate. There were a lot of very polarizing uh, issues um, that everybody was just polarized from each other on. There were a lot of different opinions on things from healthcare to the border um, to uh even abortion. Um, and, and basically what it came down to is my abortion plan is better than yours. Oh, my healthcare plan is better than yours. Oh, no, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Um, I want free education. I want open borders, blah, 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 blah. And then uh, orange man bad. That, that's essentially what it was. That's all this debate was. And here's here's my, my final takeaway. Not one of these idiots are going to be Donald Trump in 2020. Not one. Well, all right. I'm pretty much going to do it. But before I go, I got to tell you, you know, a little bit about Minostalgia. Uh, if you go to MojoWildRice.com, use that promo code GRILL10. It is grill season. You know, you got some uh, cool marinades and seasoning coming in that, uh, that crate that they're offering right now. Uh, I highly recommend it. It's really, really good. And if you love to grill like I do, you'll want one of these. So go to mojowildrice.com, use that promo code GRILL10, and get 10% off. It is absolutely awesome. All right. Well, that's uh, that's pretty much it. I mean, I, I think I need to go lay down. I, I, I feel like 
I missed out on some of the yuck yuck stories this week. I feel like I needed another uh, a gay pastor and his husband being pregnant again and his congregation walking out right for Jeannie Jack Hall. I mean, we need more stories like that. I mean, stories like that are at least better than the debates, right? Because the debates suck. They're awful. I think I need to go lay down. Anyway, you can catch me on the on the Facebook, uh, the Twitter, at The Pat Only Show. Uh, you can also find me over on the MeWe and on Instagram, also at The Pat Only Show. Uh, just remember, don't get lost. Remember who you are, and no means no. And I'll see you next week. This is the seditious, rabble-rousing, liberty-loving, home of fun, entertaining, and compelling talk. Mojo Five O. The I didn't realize you liked me that way deal. Because it's one thing to receive McDonald's, but an entirely other thing to know that they woke up early to face the world and bring you McDonald's breakfast still hot in the bag. Appreciate you. There's a deal for every morning. Now grab two loaded sausage burritos for only three bucks. Prices and participation may vary. Single item at regular price. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Ba-da-ba-ba.